Dateline, 12th of January, 2015. Well, good day, folks, and welcome to the Australia Desk for episode 332. Well, Grant, a pretty sad week in Australian aviation this week with the loss of a legend. Yeah, that's right, mate. Uh, Captain Jack Curtis, a.k.a. Mr. DC-3 here in Australia, passed away on the 10th of January, age 90, and he will be much missed, mate. He certainly will, Grant, and uh, there's been a lot of uh, talk on social media and other places about his exploits, but, uh, you know, he can tell us himself, really, uh, Grant, because uh, you interviewed him about a year and a half ago. That's right, mate. I caught up with him once again at Tamora. I hadn't seen him since the early 90s when uh, we'd been working on a project together. But uh, yeah, he was still sprightly, still had the spring in his step and was a lot of fun. Captain Jack Curtis, the legend of the DC-3 in Australia. Welcome to uh, Playing Crazy Down Under. It's, uh, well, it's a pleasure to be here. Actually, we're at, we're at the Tamora Airshow, aren't That's we? That's the one, mate. For tomorrow, November the 2nd. That's yeah. it. The big day is tomorrow. The big day is tomorrow. Everyone's getting ready, and I'm racing around doing interviews before the uh, chaos really sets in. A good idea. <laughs> a good idea. Now, Jack, as I was just saying uh, earlier, the last time I saw you, uh, I was helping you out as a... Uh, I thought it was a real honour to be a co-pilot on a DC-3. We were taxiing around, and then I realised why I was there. It was because I had to man the wobble pump. That's the way, yes. That was the, the machine we had mostly had the wobble pumps <laughs> the later ones of course had the booster pump which which was much easier to, to, to use I must yeah. confess now uh, I met you when uh, you were uh, doing your conversion to the uh, Lockheed 10 Electra the restoration project of uh, Ansertes that's true that was done by an American from from memory American pilot came out I think to do that yeah, yeah am I correct I can't think yeah. of his name at the moment I can't remember his no, name no, either no. but yeah he came out and gave you a couple of flights and that's said right. oh yeah you know what you're doing <laughs> Yeah. That was a very happy time on that aeroplane. That was Laurie Agle's uh, Lockheed 10A. 10A. That was the one. Yeah. yeah. And the registration was? Uniform Zulu Oscar. UZO, which was one of the original ANSET aeroplanes. Yep. That's right. And it was named Ansertes. Ansertes. Yeah. Uh, I think it's down at Wollongong in the museum, isn't it? It is. I've seen it several times. Uh, it was to fly again. I was down there oh, a, year, a couple of years back, but... They were going to fly, then they weren't, then they were. Anyway, it's still sitting, which is an absolute shame. Yeah, it's because it reminds me of this aeroplane over here, this Ryan, Ryan truck, yeah. with such a you know, beautiful polished surface. Yeah, I know all about that yeah, polished you, surface. You do? <laughs> I clean. Oh that right. Well, you, you should take a bow. You <laughs> I, spent, take a I bow. spent a lot of weekends out at the uh, uh, hangar cl- yeah. polishing that Lockheed. Do you know? Like, may I at this time ask her what's with Laurie Agle? I haven't heard. I have no idea. Long. I, I haven't. Right, he's still him. alive, I know, but I haven't. Yeah. I haven't heard from him. Oh, yes, beautiful project. Now, now, Jack, when did you start flying aircraft? Oh, right here where we're standing. Yeah. Right here where we're standing. That's why I'm here. This is why I'm in the publicity here. Uh, I went. Uh, I, I got. My, I didn't get my wings here, but I came here and trained yep. uh, in 19 early 1943. I uh, did 60 hours on the Tiger Moth, and then went to Europe quickly. Got my wings. A year and quitting on the Whirlways. From there, I went to uh, the UK, did advanced flying unit at, at, um, in Turnhill in Shropshire. From there, I went to the Middle East, did an OTU out in, uh, at Fayette on the canal in Egypt, and then um, went to and I joined uh, a squad, a, an RAF squadron. Uh, but strangely, it was, um, it was staffed by entirely by uh, two Australians got there by South Africans that was 250 squadron they called it the sedan squadron because it had a very strong South, South African and what were, you, what were you flying? Uh, Kenny Hawks and Mustangs yeah. and from there uh, when the war finished and I got there very very late right towards the end of the war 
and then uh, uh, we were flying and training on the Mustangs, of course, to come back to the Pacific and with the Japanese team. But by the time uh, by the time we're on the boat and coming home, and they dropped the bomb, and that was the finish of World War Two, which is just as well. Yeah. Otherwise, I mightn't be talking to you here there. Pretty high <laughs> attrition rates. <laughs> so uh, after the war and after after coming back, what what did they have you on? Uh, after the war, well, I didn't fly. I didn't fly in the in the, uh, in the air force uh, uh, after I got back from uh, from uh, the Middle East. Um, I had a two or three year, or a couple of years break. I did a bit of flying with the Aero Club, but then I joined the uh, the famous Trans Australia Airlines (TAA) and flew there for 32, 33 years. And that was the, where you got your love affair with the DC three began. Exactly, that's where it began. I flew whatever airplanes the TAA had at the time. Finished on the on the Boeing 737, and um, then, as I, as you've just said to me, I had this second love affair with the DC-3, and uh, the Rebel Air, I think, were the people I yep. first were Rebel Air, and from there I went to, uh, became chief pilot for Dakota Down Under, and we had four, actually we had five aeroplanes, only four flew, but I'm afraid uh, the owner was uh, a car, a car man, and really, you, you can't, you can't operate a a commercial operation like you run a car. We had a few problems. However, uh, he did well. He, he put a lot of money into it. But uh, about a year or two ago, it um, unfortunately it fell over. Those are the DC-3s parked north of Sydney, I believe? Yes, yes. Yeah. There were a lot of rules. That we were running it as a fully commercial operation. In other words, if you had a Dakota National Air ticket in your hand and you walked up the stairs handed to the hosty, you deserve the same amount of of pilot training and engineering as if that ticket said Qantas. Yeah. And that's the way I ran it. Yeah. Well, that's what you need to do to give everyone the safety and the Absolutely. same with your maintenance and everything, Absolutely. especially on an old so, DC-3. But look, it was, a, it was a, I think flying in general aviation was um, was about as, uh, as more pleasant out of the three careers I had. That is, I had the career in, in the Air Force, the career in, in TAA and Qantas, and then... Um, General aviation, general aviation by far was uh, was uh, the uh, was the happiest I'd say, or the most the most enjoyable and the most rewarding. Even though the pay wasn't that good, but <laughs> that's not the point. No, it's, it's some, in GA. You're not really in it for the money, yeah. are you? Uh, that's true. I'll give you a little bit of a, a bit of a funny, if you like. Um, <laughs> uh, all the for some reason, rather, I'd walk gone over back to the terminal building. Twenty-eight passengers are sitting on you. Know, you walk up the slope of the aeroplane. And uh, I sat in my seat. I could hear the, the hostie, uh, the flight attendant, giving the PA. And she said, morning, ladies and gentlemen. She said, I am so-and-so. And she said, um, your captain today is Jack Curtis. He's the only pilot in Australia today flying the DC-3 that's older than the aeroplane itself. <laughs> <laughs> she got you with that one. She sure did. She sure did. So, uh, so there we are. So when Dakota National Airways closed, those aircraft were parked uh, up. About, uh, about uh, I flew one of them through here a couple of months ago. That's the last one. It was been sitting in Melbourne, Sierra Rovalina, SBL. It had been sitting down there weighing maintenance. But uh, we've, I flew it up here and then took it to Bathurst. And it's now at Molong with the rest of the fleet, five or six of them there now. Most of them with their wings off. So I'm afraid that uh, the old DC-3s are almost a thing of the past. Uh, Haas have got there too. Yep. I did the training for that, or did the retraining for the uh, for the Qantas flakes that are currently flying them. And um, 
and that well that's yeah, that's about it there's those two there's a couple in Melbourne still flying yes, uh, yes there are two in Melbourne yeah. still flying plus the Horden there's Horden and there's well there's a, yeah. the AES was Horden yeah. Yeah, because I flew that for many many years in TAA yeah exactly so uh, what are you doing for yourselves now you just you just said before that you're coming up on your 89th birthday 89th birthday and still going strong well I'm about still going strong it's a the old legs are not, they're not made for dancing anymore, I can tell you. I'm enjoying, I, you know, I, I come down here quite a bit. In fact, we used to bring the DC-3 down here for every, or sometimes two of them, we had down here at the same day, on the Saturdays and Sundays. And uh, But uh, no, I, I've still got a licence, I've still got a licence, but uh, I, uh, I'll, fly, I'll, I'll fly as a passenger or fly as a second pilot yep. with somebody, but that's about the extent of my aviation now. Okay. All right? Jack, How does that sound? That, do that you? was fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on the show. <laughs> okay. Great to see okay. you again, mate. Okay. So good. Well, I guess, Grant, at that time when you interviewed him, he would have been a sprightly 88. And uh, just listening there, I mean, I never had the pleasure of meeting uh, Jack Curtis, but uh, I tell you what, uh, he sounded uh, very, very sprightly for his years. Oh, yeah, he certainly was. He was getting around in the hangar and uh, getting ready to go off and uh, shoot some video with uh, some of the, the news media that were there. And, uh, yeah, he, he was doing well. He was, you know, the, the years were weighing on him, but a little bit more than when I'd seen him back in the 90s. But uh, he still had it, and uh, it was great. Uh, we'd, we'd worked together on that same project with the Electra restoration. And uh, as, I, as I mentioned, I'd helped him out a few times taxiing DC-3s around uh, Bankstown Airport. So... <laughs> And uh, generally just uh, getting up to mischief with the uh, beautiful birds there. So, uh, yeah, much missed, Jack. You brought a lot of pleasure into the world with uh, aircraft and uh, just in general. And uh, well done, mate. That was a pretty good innings. Yeah, absolutely, Grant. And I guess he's gone to fly that uh, wonderful DC-3 of his off into the sunset forever. So uh, safe travels to uh, Captain Jack Curtis. Well, that's everything we have for you on this week's Australia Desk. We'll be back next week. Until then, I'm Steve Vischer. And I'm Grant McCarran. You know, I reckon he's probably flying formation with Charlie and his cub. He could be. They're just about to slow those two. I know. <laughs>